Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. The Heralds of Greenest are introduced to Penelope Halfpint, a powerful halfling druid on a mission to save a nearby forest from being overtaken by a strange moss and fungus infestation. She's worried about the druids that usually live there, as well as her tree ant friend, Bitteryu. They agree to help and are teleported to the grove by their mutual friend, Seekin. There they discover everything has become buried and covered in moss, lichen, and fungus, despite the bitter winter weather, and the houses of the three druids are decaying and decrepit. Inside one of the houses, they discover the bodies of two of the three druids, but are suddenly attacked by horrific fungal creatures, as well as the very moss itself. Our heroes are successful in fending off the attack and destroying the creatures, but not before a psychic blast gives Carlton a vision, seeing through the eyes of a furbog, crying in horror, surrounded by undead, crying out for help. And that is where we pick up our adventure, already in progress. So, you said undead? Yeah, uh, lots and lots of them come in for my forest? It felt like... like- it's not mine. I know it's not mine because, like, we just got here, but it felt like it was mine. I understand. But what are we supposed to do now? Let's... Do we need to burn the other houses down? Well, we might need to find the undead and dispose of the undead. But, uh, so I guess Bernie would know this, but... So Carl... Yeah. The undead are a symptom, usually. They're not... It's like, you know when you get really sick and you have a runny nose and you have a cough? But that's not the thing that's the problem. The problem is the thing that makes the cough and the runny nose. Usually, in my experience, the undead are a runny nose and a cough. There is something that makes them. Undead don't just happen. So, we just find the source? We have to find whatever made the undead. We have to find what made this. This isn't... Undead don't make themselves, in my experience, though. I mean, there's glitches. But, no, undead don't usually make themselves. There's always something that causes it. The dead stay dead, generally, unless someone else intervenes. Are the furbolgs... Bernie's going to look over the house... To see if there's any remnants of the fur bulk bodies. Uh, you walk back into the house. It's creaking. It's barely standing. But you do see that, yeah, in order to place the fireball where he needed to and sculpt around who he needed to, the two bodies on the far side are untouched by fire. And so as you approach them... They're obviously dead and have been dead for a couple of days, maybe. It's hard to tell, but they don't look destroyed in any way. Bernie's going to call everyone inside. Travicorn Shadow head head in. I should have. Speak with dead prepared. There we go. Okay. You'd like to speak to one of the the corpses? Bernie's going to look at Penelope and she's going to say, I assume you know them. I didn't really know. Okay. That's probably good. Because this can be hard if you knew them. And she is going to cast Speak with Dead. All right. They both seem to be in the same state. You approach one of the furbolgs. I'll say the one that Carlton had kind of moved some of these red vines from. Sit the body up and cast the spell. And the corpse shudders for a moment and takes a breath and vacant eyes open and then just look at you in that way that you are used to seeing from a body. And Bernie looks at the corpse and she says, Hi, so my name is Bernice and these are my friends and we are going to ask you some questions. 
what caused this? And she gestures <laughs> to the, the fungus, the moss, and the... The everything? The everything. <gasps> Automel succumbed in order to save us all. She caused this to save us. And Penelope, you recognize Automel as the name of one of the druids. One of the three. Oh. Bernie kind of looks at Penelope and is like, like kind of like, is without trying to direct any questions at mm. the, the, the furbog. And, and then she's like, I, she realizes Penelope's alive and can answer these questions later. She says, what was she trying to save you from? <gasps> the necromancer was trying to destroy us all. We were losing. We could have fled. We should have fled and come back with more help, but she refused and sought aid elsewhere. Who did she seek aid from? Uh, and while the corpse in front of you does not change their demeanor and the voice does not change, a weird chill comes over your your spine as she says she turned to the one who could fight undead with life but she paid the price and became an avatar of the lady of rot and decay Zugtamoy would have this for herself and Bernie, you recognize Zugtamoy. That is one of the lords of the Nine Hells, and one of those that is that lords over mushrooms, rot, and decay. But she would oppose undead. Bernie kind of goes, "Huh, not a ratty." And <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's got two more questions. What was the name of the the druid? Uh, you know, Automel is the name that she gave that seems to be the one that is causing this. Penelope, you would know the other two druids are Vanilles and Johanna. Mm. You don't know which one is which. You don't have a description. You just know those three names from uh, your friend. And here, I'll put them in chat. How can we stop this? Automel gave herself to Zugdmoy. To save the forest. But now Zugtamoy wants the forest as well. Don't know how you stop that. Demons be like that. But Adamel only promised herself. You have one more question. Bernie's gonna rely on Penelope to tell us how to bury them. And she's gonna say, Where did Adamel go to give herself to Zugtamoy? <sighs> Her home has become a temple to her new master. The other house that still stands is where you will find her. And you watch as the furbog body slumps. As that's five questions. Bernie, roll a arcana check with advantage. Okay, Bernie's going to ask to do a religion check, so that's fine. That's a 19. You, in this moment, now that you've interacted with these corpses and you're here, you recognize that both of these corpses have been subjected to a version of gentle repose. It's not the spell you remember. It's not the spell that you know. And you, you think... It's just preventing the corpses from becoming undead, not the there's basically two parts of the spell. One prevents them becoming undead and the other half prevents them from decaying. Yeah, this is a ver they've been subjected to a version of this that is just preventing them from becoming undead. Interesting. And she's going to relay that to the party. She's going to say. These aren't. The forms of them we fought weren't undead. 
They're dead, dead. They think... Hmm. I think they're controlled by the decay. So we need to cleanse that temple to Zugdamoy and cut off the connection between that fiend and here. And then that should stop the spread. Penelope? Can Bernie do a religion check? <laughs> uh, no, but Penelope can give me a nature check. That would be good, because Bernie's like, ooh. And actually, Penelope, you can do the nature check at advantage. Travancore, you can also do a nature check, but it's just straight for you. Okay. Ah, druid things. Baby druid. 19. Ah, 12. I like that. That actually, that fits. Yeah. That yeah. really, the rules ba- fit. Baby druid. Baby druid, real druid. Travancore, you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Absolutely. Penelope, yes. It will probably take a little while, because... Uh, none of this feels supernatural. This feels like what's been called forth is natural rot and mushrooms and lichen and all of that. But in the middle of winter in a forest that doesn't normally have this kind of stuff, it would it would go back to normal fairly quickly if the source of it was stopped. Yeah, Travancore's role actually makes a lot of sense given that he heard the word fiend and he's sort of like, I thought I was done with this. <laughs> oh, Travancore. Bernie kind of, when does Penelope tell us this? Yes. You know, that's really good because I am not in the mood to fight one of the demons of the Nine Hells today. Do you think that's going to happen? Don't think that's going to happen. Jonathan the Magimuscular can drop a meteor on the house that has the temple, but I don't know if that would be enough. I think we might actually have to, well, we'll look at it, but we may have to do some more magical shenanigans in order to sever the connection just blowing up the house may not yeah. be enough yeah Bernie wants, what does bernie know about cleansing rituals it depends on what's happened you you know a lot of things so far nothing has felt unhallowed nothing has felt desecrated but you do know several ways if if you come across an area that has become unhallowed or desecrated you do know quite a few ways of making that go away but this all feels natural. Uh, you know, you're, this is less a religious thing, even though there's some religious ties. And this is more, this is feeling more nature-y. I'm, this is not quite in my wheelhouse. And Bernie looks over at Penelope and Travancore. She says, what's it like when you pray to, like, nature and stuff? Well, it's, it's very, it's, uh, very natural. Comes naturally to you. Comes naturally. <laughs> nature is very naturey. Nature is very nature. <laughs> very natural. I mean, it is a totality, but it's a good one. Well, let's let's open up the other house and see what situation we have. If it's a mega, if it's a mega fungus zombie, then okay, then we know what to do with that. Uh, if it's like a horrible fungal temple situation, we can deal with that. Well, let's let's have a look at what we're actually going to be do doing. And Jonathan the Magimuscular goes to Bucks. He's like, Bucks, uh, all of this is super dangerous. Why don't you fly uh, fly up and just take a look around, make sure nothing nothing comes up to us. I don't want to get you in a spore cloud or a fireball there, buddy. And gives him a little scratch on the head. And Bucks, his tiny wings uh, spread, and he flies straight up and starts circling. All right. Go ahead and give me a perception check for Bucks. That is going to be a 17. So Bucks flies up high enough and now with this knowledge about mostly what's going on it is very clear from his vantage point that it would have been hard to tell which house but it's very clear that this group of three houses is the center point for this infection of mold as he flies and spirals he can see even in the darkness especially because some of this is phosphorescent the worst concentration is here in this grove, and it lessens as it moves out. But he does not see anything else, necessarily, that worries him. All right. Jonathan the Magmuscular sends him, good job, buddy. Uh, just keep it up. You're, you're a good boy. Before we move forward, how's everyone's health doing? Uh, Carlton's feeling a little, little iffy uh, after getting hit by that mushroom. Like, okay. not, like, a big heel, but, like, a baby heel. Like, a, a first or second. Baby. In Haunted Forest, Mushroom hit you! Thank you, Yakov. <laughs> Bernie's gonna go up to you and 
Let's cast it as a second level spell because yeah. you get a lot of healing yeah. now. Yeah. Bernie's gonna not. I'm not gonna cast guiding bolt on you. Whoops. Nope. <laughs> oh, nope. Nope. No. While this healing is going on, uh, Travancore, you notice that Shadow has walked up to you and is kind of. He stands for a moment very close to you, closer than normal in a situation where there would normally be enemies to battle, and then moves over to Penelope and does the same, just kind of Penelope, this giant black bear armored, but surprisingly warm, even in the cold weather, just kind of gently bumps up against you, almost as though getting some comfort from the two of you. Uh, it's okay, buddy. It's gonna be okay. We're here. And Travancore, you can tell Shadow is unnerved. Yeah, but fungus aren't my fa- fungi aren't my favorite either. Fifteen. Fifteen points to me. Is how much is that? Is that enough? Uh, that yeah, that'll put me up to. I mean, I'm only down thirty then instead of forty something. Okay. I don't know how long we're taking in this moment, but before. Before or after we we complete this, uh, Penelope would like to bury the bodies uh, in in the ground with no coffins near the roots of the largest trees, as they would like to be buried, um, just to give them peace. Travicor's going to help, and Shadow too with his mighty paws. Would you like to bury them after we get rid of all the moss and fungus? Yes, but let's make sure we do. Yeah, no, we'll do it. We'll do it. I just figured this might be something that we do. In my religion, we don't bury people on tainted ground. Hmm, fair enough. That makes sense. These roots are not healthy. Yeah. So, yes. You don't want to start out your second life on the wrong foot, as it were. Let's engage in some fungus. <laughs> All right, so for the moment, you're going to leave the, the, the two corpses. They seem to be, there's nothing else around, so there doesn't seem to be any imminent danger and you are looking at the second house. What would you like to do? And Lauren, do I still feel... You said I felt off after getting hit by that thing. Do I still feel off? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let Uh-oh. me pull that. Have you communicated that to Bernie? I said I was feeling if- icky. Yeah, but Bernie says when you say I'm feeling icky, Bernie heals you. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Bernie heals you. Do I, and now that Bernie's healed me, do I still feel iffy? I need you to make another constitution saving throw. 22. When Bernie goes to heal you... There's a moment in where it does. It feels like it doesn't take, and then it does. Oh dear! You still feel off, Bernie. 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 I don't. I don't, yes. I don't feel so good, Mrs. Burns. Oh, oh no! Geez. Bernie says, "Okay, bend over," and she like puts the back of her hand on his forehead. Oh, that direction. That direction. Okay. You didn't put anything up there, did you? I no, 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 no. No, and I would like to make very clear that's not under my job description in any way shape or form you know we'll take you to the emergency room for that one and someone else will deal with it (laughs) yeah i say like yeah when when you gave me the your heels like normally it's like boom spark i feel great again even if it's only a Uh little bit i'm very good at that yes you're amazing at it and i spring right back with however much it is this one it felt like it was creeping in slower would that be an accurate description lauren that would be. Go ahead and roll a medicine check, Bernie. Okay. Bernie almost said, that sounds like a you problem. Uh, that's a 12. Right. God. I'm the one that's sick. There is something wrong. You're unsure exactly what it is, but you think it's more on the magical side than on the uh, infection side. What I'm hearing is Carlton gets to take a sick day. No, that's not what. Did Bernie not take to spell magic today? Oh, no. Let me take a quick look. What about one of your restorations? I was trying to think if it's on the magical side. Yeah, I could probably use restoration. Let's see. If it's on the magical side, you can have Jonathan look at me. Yeah, she might, actually. Does he, like, cast light on his finger and shine it in my eye to, like, look at the pupil? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the thing is with well, the reason I was thinking about dismal magic is that restoration, like lesser restoration, does blindness, deafness, paralyzation, or poison. You know, it's not any of those. It's got to be something more powerful or more obtuse than that, or else you would have recognized it. You, of course, would have recognized what's going oh, on. Could it be a curse? I did prepare it. I just looked at the wrong number spot. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay, friends. 
She's going to cast the spell magic on Carlton. God, should I cast it higher, though? Hmm. We're going to try it as a third level spell. Okay. I will say this. You cast it. Have you prepared remove curse? It's not sitting underneath the third level spot. So no, Bernie has not prepared. Then I need you to roll a... Go ahead and roll a d20 and add your spellcasting modifier onto it. D20. Well, it's a natural 20. So what normally would not work (laughs) because the curse that he has is a fungal rot. But you remember how to remove curse and dispel magic is close enough. And at the very last minute, you just kind of tighten it up and move it in just the right way. And Carlton, you are no longer cursed. I'll, I'll let that happen just because. Bernie manages to do something to Carlton and he now stands up a little bit straighter and looks a little bit healthier. And what would you all like to do? Well, we're looking at the second house, right? You are looking at Mm. the second house, which seems to be in a similar state to the first. Hey, Carlton. Hey, Carlton, why don't you kick down that door and let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do some fungus. Well, maybe we should just peek in and then set it on fire if we don't see anything. (gasps) That's a great idea. Carlton, peek in the house. Carlton was like mid kick, and you're like, no, peek in. And so he like has to like shift while he's moving to like then look. Okay, go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand is a. I'm sorry, a what? Uh, he's trying to peek in and be stealthy. I assume. Eight. Oh no. Oh, does pass without trace still? Is pass without trace still on? It's an hour. And I don't think you've cast any concentration spells since, so you can you can add ten to that. Eighteen. <laughs> I don't clunk against the door. (laughs) You do not clunk against the door. You go to kick. Penelope says, maybe we should peek first. And you teeter. And she just reaches out a finger and kind of pushes you so that you don't fall over. (laughs) And that's how you land and then push the door. And you push it slowly enough that it doesn't disintegrate in the same way that the first one does. And are you like just... Gently opening it, or are you going to stick your head through a crack in the door and look? Lauren, how long have you been DMing for me? I've, for many, many, many <laughs> you know glorious years. You know and looking. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carlton is the first of the three stooges. And <laughs> what, you see, what you see is a similar space to what you just came from. A obviously what you would think would be an ancient abode completely susumed by moss and lichen. There's a couple of those large purple mushrooms giving off a a little bit of an ethereal glow in the room. And at the far end of this room, you don't see the red vines and tendrils everywhere. You don't see that, but what you do see at the far end of the room, instead of the two bodies, you do see a figure sitting cross-legged on the floor, a furbolg. She's got her hands in her lap, and she is almost in a meditative pose. And you do see that the fur across her skin is mostly greens and browns. You can almost see the, the moss growing on it. Her hair has been matted down and there's just some little bits and tufts of spores clinging to what's left of it. Her face is serene but sad, and her eyes are closed. Do I recognize her from my hallucination? Roll a perception check because you didn't see her. You were looking out of her eyes. Oh. I mean, I've just said what it oh. was, but you don't know. <laughs> you you just saw hands. Ho-ho. Everybody drink with a 35 because it's a natural 20. Nice. I'm out. I'm out with a I'm natural 20. Water, I still have a little bitty, 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 tiny bit left. <laughs> with a natural amount. 20, she, she's seated cross-legged and her hands, her palms up are open on her knees. And so you get a good look at her hands. And yes, those are the hands. You can even see a little bit of that yellowish mustard yellow from whatever she had wiped off of her face. This was the furbolg whose eyes you had looked out of. This was the person whose vision you inhabited for a moment just minutes ago. 
we here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into one single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and Faerun's lore. Every week there's something new happening, and the game is available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on June 6th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. R-A-M-I-P-I-M-A-L-E-A-P. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. When I was looking through her eyes, I had, like, feelings of dread about, like, the undead attacking, right? I, not joy. Okay, cool. Then I am uh, going to be like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, pardon me. Don't don't mean to intrude. Uh, we're here to help. You all hear this as well as the Furbolg, whose eyes slowly open, and she looks at you, and you can tell she's not surprised. She just nods to you and says... So you would like to talk? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my friend, uh, Miss uh, the Brave, is very concerned about what's going on here, and we would love to help and talk to you. There is no help here. You should just go. There's always help for those who are willing to accept it. As dire as it may seem, there is always a small glimmer of hope. I have already taken the help that I need. I would ask that you leave so that you are not... Taken to. Taken by whom? Taken by the death. Taken by the fungus. You all hear this, by the way. Uh, Carlton has still poked his head in through the door and is having this conversation, but you all clearly hear this. Penelope will run up and kind of poke her head kind of underneath uh, yeah. uh, Carlton. Yes, this is my friend, uh, Mrs. the Brave. She's very concerned about what's going on here, and we are here to help. But you, you've, you've destroyed your forest. I have done what I need to do to save it. There are no more undead here. There is only life and death. There are other ways, you know. Your forest needs to live. It will live. It will just not live the way it did before. Bernie stooges her way in down at the bottom. <laughs> and she says, ma'am. You don't have to worry about the undead. I have this really good way of just destroying them. We're good on that front, and we will help make sure that the undead are gone and that they do not harm your forest. You see a momentary change in her demeanor. It's, it's very slight as she almost looks wistful before just returning to kind of a serene sadness and says, Thank you for your offer, but that has already been taken care of. As I said, there is no more undead here. Only life and death. But that thing that attacked me was kind of undead. The Mushroom Man. There was no more undead here. Everything is now alive in the ways... Of my new goddess. Bernie is offended. Also, Bernie, Penelope, and Carlton, I need you all to make dexterity saving throws. Do I see it coming? Oh, boy. No. (laughs) 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 Oh, bless Bless Bay. That's a nice Bless Bay, that's 21. 18. All of you... The fun thing about three stooging your way into a doorway <laughs> is you can only hold it for so long before something gives. Fortunately, <laughs> all three of you feel the give about to happen and manage to stand yourselves back up before a tumble happens. The door swinging open to now let everybody else see inside as Adamel continues and says, There is no reason to stay. If you have come for my sisters... You are free to take them. But please leave. I feel like there's... Forgive me, but I'm not from your forest. But it seems like... I grew up in the forest, and there's always been this balance. 
between the life and death. The fungus is a very vital part of the ecosystem where it revives the like the detritus and the dead trees to create new life. But it's always been a, a small life. Like here, it just seems to have overtaken and is no longer in the proper balance. And I feel like my friend missed the brave. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's kind of what you want, right? Nature is always about balance. Your forest is alive, Automel, but it is not living. This is not living. There will be no n- nothing new. There will be no new life from the decay. That's the cycle. Where there is death, there is new life. There's no new life from this. Fungus and decay, it's not bad. But everything is stopped. And Automel looks between you all as you talk and then looks back at Penelope, narrows her eyes a little bit in in recognition, and says to all of you, The Queen of Fungus has asked, and I have given, for the challenge I faced was to watch my forest be turned into a playground for undead. And I would rather this. And so I offered her a trade of myself to save my land. And she did. And now I am hers. And if you have a problem with that, I am sorry. But it is what I needed to do to save what was left. I would not let this place turn into living skeletons of trees. Bernie is very angry because she's A, I don't know what you think you're worshipping, but she's not a goddess. And we will deal with that in a moment because I know that's not the most pressing thing. She like looks up and now she's like, I understand this is not the most pressing thing right now for you. But, and she says, B, you gave you. Have you looked around? You say you gave yourself? You gave your whole forest. I have your only... Pro- you did. You don't get to make that choice for other people because the trees in your forest are rotting away. You gave their life. You say you gave yourself to save them. They're not saved. Whatever you think saved is, you don't get to make that choice for it might be your forest, but it doesn't belong to you. You have a duty to protect it, and you have failed. I have failed, and then I have succeeded. And with that succeeded, I need everybody to make a wisdom saving throw. Here we go. Like, everyone, oh, everyone? Everyone, so everyone. close to being a natural 20, and then it rolled over to a 2, so that's a 5. Oh, that's fine, because mine is a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> So we got a five from Carlton. What'd you get, Penelope? Hope is, hope is lucky. Hope of the good roll. <laughs> 23. Uh, and Bernie? It's a natural 20, but that's a 32. Damn. Jonathan? Uh, that's a 19. And Travancore and Shadow. Okay, and my second round didn't roll. Let's see. Travancore got a 20. Shadow, I will let you know momentarily. That'll be a let's see, 20 for Shadow as well. Okay. Anyone who rolled a 19 or lower is going to take 10 psychic damage. Oh, wait, I'm immune to psychic. Ha ha! All of you have a flash as she says this. And there's a moment in where you... Carlton, this is a familiar moment. But the rest of you now see yourself running as grasping hands and claws of undead are crawling out of the ground, are dropping down from the trees, decaying undead corpses of all kinds humanoids animals are swarming you are swarming the trees are swarming the underbrush penelope you see your friend off to the right you see your tree and friend swinging one of their branches knocking the swaths of rotted flesh out of the way. You look to your left and you see one of your sisters in their full-on massive bear form as they have transformed, as they have wild-shaped, cleaving through with claws, but being jumped on by two, three, four, five more undead. 
And you look back down at your hands, now completely covered in this yellowish liquid that has been streaming from your eyes. And out of your own mouth, you hear, I can't let it fall to this. And then you you blink and you're back and you're looking at Adamel and you can see that there's tracks down her own face of this yellowish ochre goo. And she says, I had a choice. I was offered a choice. And I gave of myself. And I made that sacrifice. And no, I did not give anyone else. There is nothing else here that I offered. I only offered what I could. But it meant that the undead were destroyed. And now at least what is here is alive or it is dead and it is natural and it is amongst the right order of things. We're going to talk about the natural fallacy later. You were but... not here. I was and I made that choice. Penelope will walk forward towards her and kind of bend down and just say, I understand what you did and it was right. In the moment, but if there was something we could do, just if there was something we could do to make this right or to help you, would there be anything? Roll a persuasion check with advantage. My persuasion's a plus 12, so... Nice! Because of of what Bernie has been talking about and that, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. That would be a 29. Ooh. (laughs) She stands. And as you've approached her in your tiny, tiny form, and this furblog unfolds, long-limbed, covered in moss, almost, almost looking in a way like the humanoid figure that you had fought, the moss person. And she is easily seven feet tall, long lanky limbs but she moves still with a little bit of grace and she looks down at you but with some respect in her eyes and looks up at all of you and then looks back down at you penelope and says i have made my choice and i will not go back on my word she saved this forest and i promised to be with her but You are right, I did not offer her anything that I do not own, and so I only offered her myself. And if you think there is a way to calm the fungus, I will help. But there is no saving me. Bernie looks back at Travancore, and she sighs a little bit, and she goes, are we, are we gonna, we're gonna be. We know where this is going, right? And she's kind of looking around the room. Yeah. She looks at Penelope and she says, Have you ever met a demon of the night? Help! <laughs> oh, my dear friend, I lived there. Oh, good. So you're ready for what comes next, right? I am. I thought devils came from the hells. And Bernie looks to Autumn and she says, You want to call your goddess up for us? I think we have some things to discuss. I do not think you want to talk with her. There is only bargaining. If you want to save... If you want to stop the Lady of Decay from taking more than she was offered, then I need to go. (sighs) I thought that makes the case. But I need to know what you intend to do once I am gone. Bernie's going to look at Penelope, she said, How is your call, my dear? Well, without the druids protecting this forest, I would make it my own mission to bring life and vitality back into this land and to protect it from undead or anything. This forest needs a druid. And you watch as Automel nods at you. You would do that. You would become the protector here. Or seeking. That is why I do not leave. Someone must stay. I will stay. And she reaches out a hand towards you. Do you take it, Penelope? I do. Automel's hand is 
cold. But not the undead cold, just the cold of someone who has sat doing nothing. And she squeezes your hand and says, I would like to think that you will find elders to come. Without me or my sisters, there would be you, but you cannot be the only one. Find new... Find a new group to stay. Find a new family to take this place from me. Will you promise me that? I promise to create a new circle of druids that will watch over this land. And the hand in your hand begins to crumble. You feel like instead of a flesh and bone in your hand, what you now hold is a batch of moss that just starts to lose its shape. And as you let go, you see, all of you see as her arm, the fur turns to lichen and just drops. And she begins to wilt. And she looks at all of you and says, I hold you to your promise. Keep this place safe. And then before she can go away entirely, Travancore says, there's always ways out of these deals. I'm speaking from personal experience. If you ever decide that, and they, they're never made with good faith on the other side. If you ever decide you want freedom from this, come find me and I will promise I will help you. And you see a smile on her face and she says, she is not so bad. She is part of nature. And now my home is saved and saved again. And she crumbles into a pile of dead moss at Penelope's feet. Penelope and Travancore, you can immediately feel as what's left of Ottomel becomes nothing but dust. The room changes. That sickening smell that's been everywhere. Almost as though there's a breeze that comes by. <sighs> Ah, oh, it's a little bit less. It's not immediately gone, but you can feel the air clearing a bit. You feel the breeze blowing, and now the air is no longer stagnant and suffocating. And Shadow, who the whole time has been just shifting from side to side, his paws uncomfortable on the ground, settles a little bit. Jonathan, you feel bucks flying overhead. Nothing visually changes, except he can actually see a breeze kick up and kick up some of the snow, and it starts to circle through this opening and clearing. And even though Bux is technically a celestial, he is inhabiting a, a physical owl at this moment, and there's just something about it that just feels a little bit better. Get calming emotions from him, calming, like, feelings and images. Penelope would like to turn to Travancore and say, You know, my whole life I've been a nomad. I've traveled the world and the planes of existence all alike. I think it might be a good time to have a home. And you know what? You're a, you're a baby druid. We'd be happy to have you here any day. I'll come help where I can, but my responsibilities lie elsewhere. But if you ever need help, just give me a holler. I understand. If he's with me, I can bring him right here. I'm assuming at this point you take a little bit of time, find a, a good place to lay to rest, Vanilles and Johanna? Yeah, Jonathan the Magimuscular uses his last uh, uh, eligible spell slot to uh, use Biggie's hand to help uh, help dig some respectful graves. Just big, big scoops. Ooh, I think I have a spell for this now, too. I mean, pretty sure it's the common law. I forget what it's called, though. It's the one where you can move Earth or whatever. Mold Earth, what yeah. Yeah, I got that one. And Penelope, wherever they are buried, Penelope will place her hand on the tree that's right above them as we bury them very close to trees and their roots. And she's going to, as she's going to begin her eight-hour 
plant growth spell, which will bring vitality back into the area for one year. Oh, that's a good one. How does... Let's let's fast forward. It's eight hours later. Uh, Your friends have helped respectfully bury these two bodies. The sun is starting to rise as it's now been overnight that you have all worked on this. And as the sun rises, what is the final few moments of Penelope casting plant growth? You almost feel that there are sparkles in the air as the trees grow with color again and and pink flowers bloom on trees that normally wouldn't have pink flowers and you almost feel life just as you breathe there's more life in the in the air bernie looks at penelope says this is living and even though there is still moss on the leeward side of the trees it is now the right amount of moss and the right amount of fungus and the right amount of life and death and renewal. And as you all hear, I'm so tired. Bitter you. You're okay. And the tree, the ant stands up branches creaking this massive creature (laughs) as it lumbers towards you you can all feel the ground shaking as they go penelope you came back and you are wrapped up in leaves and branches as the tree hugs you yay of course i came back of course who are your friends Meet my new friends, Carlton and Bernie and, and Travancore and Jonathan. They're such good heroes. They've done so amazing. Namaste. You've found I... friends. Yeah. Where's Seekin? Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> he had to stay back I'll... to pay the bill. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll bring him back tomorrow. It'll be fine. Does he can have money? <laughs> okay, that's okay. Feels so much nicer here. Are you gonna stay a while, all of you? I am afraid that these guys, they're, her- they're heroes, and they're needed elsewhere. But I'm happy to say that this is my new home, and I will be staying. Yay! We're gonna have so much fun! And he wraps you up in another hug. And unless there's anything else you want to do, the rest of you can return to Waterdeep. Jonathan, do you still have a, a teleport? Or uh, Saved a 7th level spell for a teleport. Uh, Jonathan the Muscular is gonna say, Penelope, it was a pleasure meeting you. If it's okay with you, uh, someday I'd like to come back. I'm a uh, new new planeswalker myself and i would love to uh share a story or two i would like that very much be sure to come back with a housewarming present for your new home <laughs> bernie says i know someone who can get you some bees <laughs> <laughs> i would like that very much too very important yeah it, i mean this is a nice it's gonna be a beautiful grove it will and with that jonathan teleports you all away. The last thing you see is Penelope standing next to Bitter You, the massive, massive tree. Tiny Penelope and giant Bitter You. <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny oh. Penelope and this massive tree waving at you, you guess? With a with a branch. And you arrive, for funsies, we're going to say back in the Golden Rock Tavern, where you find the next morning, uh, Seekin is still curled up in the booth where you had left, surrounded by the remains of all of your food, as, <laughs> no. as Gustav has not opened the Golden Rock Tavern yet to make sure that you could come back safely. And as you all poof back into the tavern, he wakes with a start and says, oh, You came back. Where's, where's Penelope? She's fine. She's safe. Similar to how we left Blue in the Feywild, Penelope stayed behind as well to protect the grove. Uh, with bitter you. Oh, but I promised I... Uh, okay. 
I'll be right back. And Wait, he turns. Wait, speaking, speaking of which, how is Blue been doing? Oh, Blue's doing great. You should go and say hi at some point. Tell me when you go back. You want to go back to the Feywild, and I'll take you. No. Did you want to go now? I could take yes. you right now. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. Yes. Bernie, like, grabs. Co- no, we're not going back to the Feywild, but Bitter You was very intent on talking to you. <gasps> well, I should mm-hmm. go. Yeah, I should go say hi. And he runs for the door and bursts open the door, and in the bright morning sunshine, promptly turns into a goose and starts to fly away. <laughs> In the wrong direction. Like <laughs> heroes exit, if ever there was one. And that's where we'll end. <laughs> and the next time hey. some of us get together, it will be the next day. But for now, Hope, thank you for joining yes, thank us. You. That was a lot of I fun. Yeah. Yeah. Penelope Halfpint to now become canon in my game. <laughs> she is. Now we have a. A druid friend we can send traveling yeah. for. Now we have a druid yeah. friend. Oh, yeah. I got a new uh, gir- guru, camp. as it were. Yes. And somewhere Penelope's like, I should turn into my dire penguin. I don't know why. <laughs> I like the idea of a really angry dire penguin that just goes like, meh, 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 kind of like, and it's it's like the penguin from um, The Wrong Trousers. So watch Wallace and oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, before we go, Hope. Would you like to tell uh, the wonderful Dungeon Drunk family where they can find more of your awesomeness? Yes, of course. You can always follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle to keep up with everything that I'm doing. Uh, you can listen to me play Dungeons and Dragons on uh, any anywhere you can find podcasts on Attackers of Opportunity, and of course you can find me on the uh, Demiplane RPG Twitch channel playing D and D with Lauren Irvin. Play uh, Heroes of the Plane, where you will see Penelope Half Pint every Tuesday from six to eight PM PST, and this Penelope is of course a little younger, a little less wise, and a whole lot more fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you're just as wise. I think absolutely just as wise. I can't. I can't wait for future dungeon drunks to have yes. you back. As yes. now, future yeah, Penelope has a oh grove in in Faerun. Yeah, and you'll have to tell me I exactly. Like live in our world. Yeah, you'll have to tell me exactly what you want it to look like, so that if if they return, especially if Travancore decides to return and get some druid training, because <laughs> Seekin is not the best teacher. Yeah, Seekin knows a couple of really powerful spells and some wild shapes. And that's it. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. Yeah. This was the most beautiful story. And thank you so much for having me and letting me be part of it. This was so beautiful. This was great. Yeah. I am so happy to have you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next encounter. Bye. Hey. Bye. Adios. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.